Hi guys, it's Real Talk with Tracy, and I love to talk about real experiences in my life. Now that I've hit my 60s, it's a milestone, and I think I could talk from experience about a number of things. One thing I really want to talk about is dogs. I see so many people buying really expensive puppies and I see them on Facebook and they, a lot of them are pulling their hair out. They don't know how to raise a puppy. They don't understand why a puppy is biting and chewing. They don't understand why the puppy is going pee pee inside the house. <laughs> why, why is this not like a movie? I thought, yeah, this is like them. I thought when I had a puppy, everything was going to be, you know, unicorns and rainbows and happiness. It's a lot of work. You're getting a blank canvas. And if the dog is misbehaving, that is directly a reflection of you not knowing how to be the leader and how to train your dog. And they're little puppies. You know, I see people getting dogs under 10 weeks old, which I don't believe in because their bladders cannot hold it all night. They have a really hard time holding their pee all night. And then the dog has to pee in the middle of the night and then people get upset. It's like, don't get upset. If you get a seven week old puppy, I don't think you should get a puppy until they're after 10 weeks old. Um, and if it goes pee, it doesn't know any better. You have to train it. You have to teach it. You have to be kind. You have to be patient. You have to have resources and you have to have the money. You have to have money for things that come up because even if you get a dog from the pound, like I got my dog, Haley, I got her from a shelter in Palmdale, California. She was $25. But the medication that she takes every month to calm down her itchiness is $70 a month, <laughs> okay? So I have a pound dog, but I'm spending $70 a month just on one pill that I have to give her because she has allergies and she's itchy. And I, I've tried shots and I've tried other things. I'm going to try, this reminds me, I'm going to actually order some doggy from the doggy place, some fish oil to see if that will help calm down her itchiness. But I have her on Apoquil and it's expensive and I'm not going to let her suffer. Um, she is my dog. I love her. She's like my little fuzzy daughter. And I also have Sammy, who's my little fuzzy boy. He's 15 now and he's on all sorts of medication, you guys. He's on seizure medication twice a day. He's on another medication. I'll tell you what it's called. I'm walking right over. It's called Melodoxidil. That's a painkiller because he has horrible arthritis and his muscles are starting to atrophy even though he walks every day. Um, and he gets a lot of really great nutrition and love and exercise, but not too much, and support and everything. You know, he has his issues too. But I just want to make it really clear, if you haven't had a dog before, you see a little cute puppy on TV or on the internet and you think, oh, this is going to be wonderful. So you go out and you spend 
I don't know what you spend. Maybe you spend $1,000. Maybe you spend $2,000. Maybe you spend $500 or you spend $2,500. I was in the bank today waiting in line to deposit a check and it was a really long line. OMG. I am looking on Facebook and there's a woman. She got a Bernadoodle and she paid thousands of dollars for this dog. And this dog is really hyper and this dog jumps on everything and this dog is terrorizing her cat. And she paid a trainer $3,000 to teach the dog not to jump. And she said, the dog still jumps, so what do I do? So my thought was, I think if somebody's going to charge you $3,000 to teach your dog to not do something, that should happen. If the dog is still jumping, I don't know why you've paid the trainer all this money if nothing's working. You could also rehome the cat. Maybe you could rehome your dog. Maybe your cat and dog will never get along. But she's in, besides what she paid for this dog, she's in oh, maybe five, $6,000, and she's still not happy with the way the dog is acting. So every dog is going to have its own personality. Even if you get a dog from the same litter, you're going to have dogs that are more assertive and dominant. You're going to have dogs that are more kind of laid back and chill. You're going to have dogs that maybe are a little skittish. You're going to have different personalities within a litter. Even if you go to the most expensive breeder, it doesn't mean you're getting perfection. It means you're getting a living, breathing thing that's an animal that you're going to have to nurture. You're going to have to put in time. You're going to have to be patient. You're going to have to put in love. I can't even tell you the number of times I've read online where people are like, well, what do I do with it? <laughs> like, like it's a bug or something. What do I do with it when I'm working my 10 to 12 hour day? Okay, well, first of all, it's like a child. It's like a little toddler, a little baby. You have to decide ahead of time and think this out logically. Okay, if you're working outside the home 10 to 12 hours a day, you're going to have to come home a couple times during the day. You're going to have to have a dog walker. You're going to have to make sure if it's hot, this dog isn't exposed to the heat. Dogs shouldn't be out when it's 105 in the sun. You're going to have to have shelter. You're going to have to have water. You're going to have to have food. You're probably going to have to do a monthly treatment like Sentinel or something like that to prevent the dog from getting fleas. You're going to have to do vaccines. You're going to have to do a rabies shot every three years. There's a lot of things you're going to have to do. You're going to have to have a good leash. You're going to have to have a special collar. You're probably going to have to take the dog for some training, like maybe Petco or PetSmart, or 
you're going to get a private trainer or maybe you're going to go to a group class and you're going to do that through the city that you belong to because it's going to be less expensive. But don't think you can just go pick up a dog and then everything's going to be roses and unicorns and rainbows. It's not. Is it amazing to have a dog? It is freaking amazing. I love my dog so much. But what about getting their teeth cleaned? What is that going to cost? What about brushing their teeth? Yeah, they get dirty teeth and that's going to contribute to bad health just like we do. What happens if your dog gets cancer or if your dog gets ill? What are you going to do? How are you going to train this dog? Where is this dog going to sleep? Is If the dog is going to sleep in a crate, if you're going to crate train your dog at night, why put it in the garage? Don't do that. If you're going to get a dog to keep it in the garage, why would you even get a dog? I don't believe in that. My dogs are with me in the house when I'm in the house. And my dogs at night are in the house with me in my bedroom. And my dogs don't go to the bathroom in my house. My dogs are potty trained. In all the years I've had dogs, they've only had a couple instances where they made a mistake. And you're going to have to be around a lot if you don't have a doggy door. You got to let the slider open. You got to let them out in the backyard. You have to tell them what you want. You have to tell them to go to the bathroom before you go to sleep at night. What if you don't have a yard? That means you have to put on some clothes if you live in an apartment and you have to walk your dog before you go to bed late at night. If you're going to bed at 11 o'clock at night and you let the dog out at five or six o'clock, the dog needs to go out again to go to the bathroom before you go to bed. You shouldn't be expecting the dog to hold it for 15 hours. Do you want to hold it for 15 hours? Probably no. And I bring up all this because this is the reality of owning dogs. What about all the hair? Some dogs are going to shed a lot of hair. I have two terrier mixed dogs. They're kind of fluffy kind of raggedy looking (laughs) cute little terrier dogs. One looks like Toto in the Wizard of Oz and the other one is a mix of a bunch of different things and he sheds terribly. I have to vacuum twice a week. He sheds everywhere. I call them whiskers of love but it's it could be disgusting for some people. You're gonna sit down and if you wear dark pants and your and your dog has a light coat, you're gonna find hair all over you. It's never completely gone. Um, I have three air cleaners in my house. Everybody says, Oh my god, your house is so clean. But three days after I vacuum, I look at the wood floors and there's these little kind of like dust bunnies, and his hair is kind of blowing around. So Would it be next time my preference to get a dog that does not shed? It would be. But I fell in love with him. He was terribly abused. He needed a home. I made a connection with him. And I could not say no. And I made a commitment. So we've had Sam going on 13 years. And as long as Sam is is not in pain, as long as Sam's going 
pee-pee Lala outside and he's making the brownies outside and he's able to, you know, have regular uh, potties outside, go to the bathroom outside. He has an appetite. He's, you know, drinking water, playing. Now he sleeps a whole lot. But as long as he has quality of life, he's going to be with us. And when his quality of life goes down and he's suffering, we will put him to rest. We will euthanize him because it's the kindest, most loving thing you could do for your animal is to give it a gentle exit and not allow that animal to suffer. So there's all these financial and emotional components to having a dog. Uh, If you're single and you have a dog, the person you're dating, before you start going out with this person, make sure they like dogs. Why do you want to start dating a person if you know they can't stand dogs? So you're going to get involved with someone and then after five dates, you're going to go, oh, do you like dogs? And they're going to go, no, I got bit as a child. I hate dogs. Okay. (laughs) These are the kind of things you guys pre-plan, pre-plan everything. Think of things in the distance. My problem as I was growing up, I didn't really have any kind of supervision. I didn't have a strong leader in the parent department to show me what was right and wrong. I didn't have that person that I could look to to lead me. I did for a short time. I'd say before I was 10 years old, my mom did give me some good direction before her nervous breakdown and before everything went to shit. There was, there was some good mentoring and I did learn quite a bit from my grandparents. What to do, what not to do. But there was not a strong leader that sat down with me and said, don't make these impulse decisions. Don't see a dog outside of a grocery store that's going to be like 150 pounds and it's a puppy right now and it weighs 40 pounds and the paws are like huge cantaloupes, which tells you that in a year the dog is going to be a giant. Don't just bring that dog home when you don't have a fenced in yard, when your wife doesn't know you're bringing the dog home or your husband doesn't know you're bringing the dog home. Don't do these impulsive things and just in the moment, think things out and think about long-term, what it's gonna be like, what is this gonna cost me? How often am I going to be home? What happens when I go on vacation? I like to travel. What happens to my dogs when I go on vacation? You can't just leave them. You can't just stick them in the yard and go, okay, I'll be back in two weeks. No, you can't do that. You know, some people try, which is absolutely idiotic. You have to care for them. You wouldn't leave a toddler in the backyard, would you? So when we go away, we put our dogs in camp 
and it's a wonderful woman and she has acres and she has cameras and she swims with the dogs and she um, socializes the dogs and she always takes good care of the dogs. And I know they're behind lock and key. There's double gates. I know they're going to be safe. I know they're only around other dogs that are social, but it costs money. Sometimes leaving my dogs costs more money than actually my husband and I renting like a townhouse or something, because a lot of times we use points from, from traveling for other reasons and, or maybe points off of our credit card. And so we're traveling and maybe the whole week is free, but we're paying almost a hundred dollars a night, you know, to put up the dogs somewhere. So these are all things that I really hope that you will take into consideration and think about before getting a dog. And also, if you're listening, I would really appreciate you taking some of these ideas and sharing them with other people because I think it's really, really important. Also, if you get a dog and you work all day, is that dog going to be alone? What's that dog going to do all day? Are you going to keep that dog in a kennel at night and then stick him in a box all day? That's not fair. (laughs) Who wants to live their life like that? Do you want to live in a crate all day? So the dog is not just for your enjoyment and your pleasure when you feel like it. You need to give the dog an all-around great life. So my dogs, they have each other. They have me. They have my husband. They're left outside if I go to the grocery store, if I go to work, if I go somewhere. But there's plenty of shade. There's plenty of water. If it's really, really hot outside, they're left inside and the air conditioning's on full blast because I'm not going to leave them outside when it's 107, 108 degrees. That's not fair. So I didn't mean to get off on a huge lecture, but I just wanted to talk to you guys about what it takes to have a dog, what you should be thinking about. Another thing I see online that absolutely kills me people giving away dogs. Okay. I'm not saying you shouldn't rehome a dog. If you get a dog and you can't handle that dog, and let me tell you, it happened to me. I got a puppy and this was like the devil puppy. (laughs) It was like the puppy from hell. I'm not kidding. It had the worst separation anxiety. You know, in my lifetime, I've had probably seven dogs. This puppy, it was... I could not train it. It was so, um, I want to say aggressive. It was the last one in the litter. I bought it. I did something really stupid because I'm trying to teach from my own mistakes and I wanted something hypoallergenic and I bought it through a picture and a video from a woman in another state. It was the last dog in the litter And she told me, oh, it's really mellow. And the videos of it, it looked really mellow. Well, guess what? It wasn't mellow. And the neighborhood dog next door that was the same age, that was a lab, used to come over. And this dog was such a terror, he would hide under the patio chairs to get away from her. So she was a very kind of aggressive, high-strung crazy nutso 
puppy. And it got to the point, you guys, I couldn't take it. I couldn't leave without her screaming. Um, she was beautiful, but I bit off more than I could chew. And I made a horrible mistake. And I made that mistake after my other dog died. I was so sad and so completely devastated that my dog died. And I needed to fill that void. And instead of going and playing with the dog and getting to know the dog and see, does the dog like you? Do you like the dog? You know, sometimes they pick us. You know, don't just pick a dog by the picture. Go play with the dog. See if it comes to you. See if it's interested in you. If it stands in the corner and doesn't want anything to do with you, don't adopt that dog. You want to get a dog that's interested in you. Um, so anyway, I've made these mistakes and I rehomed the dog. I put an ad and I found these people that were, he was home. He was retired. He had an in-home office. He's, he was going to be with the dog 24 seven. So the separation anxiety was no big deal to him, which was wonderful. Um, I paid a thousand dollars for the dog they wound up paying me what I paid for the dog. I didn't want to make any money off the dog. All I wanted was to find a good home because I felt so bad that I couldn't keep this dog. But I knew I just couldn't keep this dog, this puppy. And so I rehomed the puppy. Not only did I charge what I paid, now I'm going to let my dog out. Go, good girl, Haley. Not only did I charge what I paid, but I asked them to see their house. I said, you know, I need to come over and visit your house. I need to know in my heart that this dog, I'm doing the right thing for this dog. And they allowed it. Complete strangers. They had me over their home. They had a beautiful home. I was wishing that they would adopt me because their home was so nice. They were so wonderful. And I brought the dog and it was hard, you guys. It was so hard. I felt a little bit of like I was failing. But you know what, guys? I did what was right for the dog. And after that was when I found Sammy, who is now deaf. Aren't you, Sammy? Yeah, but he's walking around. He's doing okay, but he's deaf now. So we're doing doggy sign language. Um, when somebody's giving away a dog, please ask them to, to not give it away. Please ask them to charge a fee. Please ask them to make sure it's going to a good home. There's people that are still having dog fights, illegal things, and doing terrible things to dogs. And these people, unfortunately, exist, and they pick up dogs that are free, and frankly, they abuse them. So it's very, very, very important. If you're rehoming whatever it is, whether it's a dog or a guinea pig or a turtle or a cat or a bunny, whatever it is, check out the home, make sure that you're placing this animal in the correct situation, that it's gonna be a loving, caring environment. Um, oh, now she's, she's barking up a storm. 
She has me trained, you guys. She wants kibble. Watch. I'm going to open. Well, you can't watch, but I'm going to open the slider, and I'm going to ask her, do you want some cookies? You do. Now she comes running in. <laughs> you want some cookies? You do. Okay, Mommy's making another podcast, but you've been very, very good. You get a cookie. You get a cookie. It's actually just kibble. So, anyways, if you guys have any questions, um, I've had a lot of rescue dogs. It's a wonderful way to go. Um, they come with baggage. A lot of them have been abused, and so you have to be very patient, just like you would with a puppy. But you know what's good about an older dog is a lot of them are already potty trained. They're not chewing things up anymore, you guys. And a lot of them are potty trained. A lot of them know commands. Haley, can you sit? Oh, what a good girl. See? Um, like this dog I got from the pound for 25 bucks. She would have been worth 500 bucks. She's been a great dog. Um... But anyway, that's my five cents for today, you guys. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. I hope there was something I said that maybe you learned something from about dogs. And just take your time. Take your time with things, no matter what it is. Think about long term. If I make this decision today, whatever it is, how is this going to affect me in two years? How is it going to affect me in five years? How is this going to affect me in 10 years? Really, really think about it. And that's with all sorts of things. Like even if you buy a house, okay, what if I lose my job? How am I going to pay the mortgage? You need to do this game with yourself where you question yourself about all different scenarios with every situation you make in life. And it's going to keep you from having a lot of heartache. So anyway, guys, sending you all love and light. Um, please check me out also on YouTube on Hi Guys Real Talk with Tracy. Take care and feel free to leave comments. Bye, guys.